friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network podcast. My name is Lauren Kolb. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on this show to have conversations with the thought leaders who support the credit union community. Together, we get to identify those issues that affect credit unions and talk about all the best practices out there so that we can learn from one another and improve our industry together. My guest on today's show is Toby Matson. He is the Director of Community Partnerships at Elan Credit Card. Toby, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate you having me today. Well, I'm excited to dive into our conversation, but I always like to open these episodes the same way, which is to say... We work in an amazing industry with credit unions, but most of us did not grow up thinking that that was what we were going to do with our uh, our lives. What did you want to be growing up? Well, it's that's a funny question. So I grew up in Fishers, Indiana, which is a suburb north of Indianapolis, Indiana. So Indiana is known for many things, but especially the love of basketball. So still as a 52-year-old person, I still love basketball. And as a little boy, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. However, as I grew up, I practiced a lot, but I was not the best dribbler, the best shooter, the best defender. <laughs> I was only five, five foot six my senior year of high school. Hence, I knew that I should, I will not be, I would not be a professional basketball player. So I remember telling my parents, it's very interesting, in between my sophomore and junior year of college, and I think I said, I think I want to be a, a teller at a bank. When I was younger, I did, you know, different like summer jobs. I bagged groceries, I mowed lawns, I painted, I painted houses, things like things of that nature. But I was able to secure a job as a teller at Greater Cincinnati Credit Union back in the summer of 1992, and the rest is history. Um, I, I fell in love with the credit union movement and the industry and all the the good. You know, back then I learned so much as being a teller, just you know how how important money is to people and just you know the the, the importance of money and things of that nature. But just overall, I mean, how credit unions take care of their members every day and really want what's best for them. So yeah, it's it's interesting that. I went from basketball player now to a, a true credit union professional, but it, 30 years later, it, it's pretty interesting how things work out. So, I love that story. And what is funny is that if we look, I've heard so many credit union CEOs that started off as tellers. It just is a really great way to learn the industry. Agree. I couldn't agree more. So, yeah. <laughs> so, tell us more then from maybe a basketball, hopeful to teller. What was the journey like to your current role today as the Director of Community Partnerships at Elan Credit Card? I've had a pretty interesting career. And, and so, I mean, a lot, most of that time has been spent in the credit union movement. I managed a small teacher's credit union a long, long time ago. And there, I mean, I learned how to, to balance the books, to, you know, balancing GLs, approving loans, working with board of directors, working with the NCUA. Literally, in the credit union, we're like say, taking out the trash. Literally, I... We would take out the I would take out the trash on Friday nights. Uh, we actually were in located in a small elementary school in the basement, which today you know we probably couldn't have an, an, um, a credit union in, in a school, but very very <laughs> interesting. But yeah, I went on from there to work for the Ohio Credit Union League. I worked for for Corporate One Federal Credit Union, which is a you know a, a correspondent credit union for um, credit unions. I also worked for American Share Insurance, which is private deposit insurance for credit unions. So it's interesting that I've I've had all these different. You know, moments throughout my career that I'm able to really, when I sit and talk to credit executives, I do have, you know, after gosh, it's crazy, 30 years of experience, I do have a wealth of knowledge now and a lot that I can that I can gather and, and go back in my thoughts and, and knowledge to really, really relate to people when I'm talking and meeting with them. I love that. Well, it is so cool to hear about uh, about your career journey. And it looks like uh, credit unions are kind of in your blood. <laughs> but they, they really are. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it. Tell us a little bit more about Elan. What is the elevator pitch you give folks about what Elan Credit Card does and where you really add value for credit unions today? Well, I, I think that when we're going out and especially meeting somebody for the first time, a lot of credit union folks still don't, you know, so I've never heard of Elan. And I said, well, you know, you would never see Elan, you know, on a Super Bowl commercial or if you're driving down your local interstate, you never see a, a billboard. That's not what we do. We, we are very, what I consider a very humble company. We've been around since 1968 and our bread and butter is partnering with financial institutions. And so we do that very, very well. And there's no perfect company out there, you know, or no perfect person in the world. But I think, you know, the, the, what our, once again, is we really provide the best member experience for, for credit union members out there. And so what we do is we offer an outsourced uh, credit card program for credit unions all from Maine all the way to Hawaii. So from in all, all 50 states here where we have different partners, but we provide a custom no cost program so that the credit union doesn't have to worry about the risk, the compliance, the marketing, all the things that they're having to worry about today with, with credit cards. And you know, everybody that's, you know, if you, if you're reading any of the, the trade press, credit card balances are skyrocketing as unfortunately delinquencies are as well. So right now, uh, you know, this is our model works really well for credit unions. And so with that being said, we do offer, oh gosh, it's crazy. We're up to 14 different products now with both consumer and business opportunities for, for the credit unions and their members. I would also say that our rewards program are one of the best out there. And, you know, the, the nice thing about partnering with us too is that the credit unions will get an on, our ongoing investment with like the latest technology. So as we offer this outsource solution, I do want to stress something as well is that we are strictly not, not because I was a vendor, I've got a lot of friends throughout these my 30 years that, that would neither, but we're, we're literally a partner. We go into these credit unions and ask them for their partnership. And we really believe that, you know, by the, the service, the technology, the fraud protection for every card member that, that, we're, that we're supplying, I really believe and, and feel that, you know, that we are providing that on a partner versus just being a, a vendor on a day-to-day basis. So. That is a, such a great mentality, I think, for the industry. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about... You mentioned some of the different offerings that Elan has or the different support systems that Elan can provide for credit unions. Can you talk a little bit more too about the, the added income stream that can be provided when working with Elan? Sure. I, you know, it's credit card programs are expensive. And a lot of times we'll talk to a credit union and say, Hey, if have you run an ROA in your credit card program? And most of them we've talked to in the last, you know, three, my three years here, they haven't. And so it's, it's a good exercise. We actually will go in, you know, and, and provide an ROA to them at no cost. And so that's a really nice benefit that we do provide. But, you know, really, Lauren, it's, there's so many costs that a credit you might not be thinking of, you know, third party costs, all the fraud issues that, that come along with the program, dispute management, Employee training, marketing—that literally the, the physical plastics you know, that we that we you know provide to members. So when a credit union actually becomes a partner with Elon, you know the nice thing is that once again is that repeating myself a little bit, but you know we we take in all the risk, you know, and all the funding of the overall co- card program, and then you know with the rewards and the member service that we provide, we take care of all of that, and so now. The credit unions, and you know, there is within their internal card programs, they can now shift to different items in the credit that, are, as far as their daily work habits, they they can do different things because now we're you know we're behind the scenes running their credit card program for them. 
That is so cool. And I think to your point, you know, credit unions have to manage risk and what a cool way to be able to do that, to work with a partner that says, Hey, you know what? We'll take it on. We got this. Well, I also wanted to ask about a different topic. And so shifting gears a little bit, we know credit unions are so deeply focused on supporting their members with products and services that can help them be really financially healthy. I'd love to hear more about how Elan can come alongside credit unions on that journey and how you see credit card offerings play into that focus on maybe member financial well-being. Sure. You know, our focus is always on the support of our partners. And in turn, you know, especially here with credit unions, you know, they're members. So the program gives credit unions back, I would say one of the most valuable assets, which is time. You know, time they can invest with members to provide guidance on services you know, different options, you know, financial health. I know when I, my days at the Ohio Credit Union League, we you know, financial literacy, that gosh, I was back in the late 90s, was so, you know, was just really starting to become, you know, more important. Now today, it's so, so important. One of our cards, for instance, is a secured card. And so we really try to help credit unions, especially if, let's say you have a member that's establishing credit or a member that's had a, you know, a rough time over the last few years during the pandemic. We really try with a secured card to, to help that member establish credit for over 12 months long as that member has provided or you know has paid their credit card in, in, in good faith and done things the right way, we then will will release that secured card and put them into a new a new vehicle a, a new you know, card so to speak. So yeah, that's really really important for us. And so we understand at the end of the day when a credit union partners with us, they are literally you know we're an extension. So we know you know, when when a, when a member comes to us with a problem or an issue or needs help. We do, you know, to the best of our ability, try to educate them and help them to make, you know, the wise financial decisions. I love that. And I'm curious, how do you think consumers today are kind of integrating credit card payments into their everyday life? Do you see maybe more reliance or less reliance on credit cards across the board today? I think that, you know, that's a wonderful question. And I think that it's always changing. We had a lot always do industry research. So I'd say before the pandemic, let's say, let's say rewards. So many you know people now use a credit card because of of the rewards. You know whether that you know, let's say they've got a a Costco card or a Southwest card or wherever they maybe you know you have their credit card because they want the points. They want to you know get free stuff. It's that's why I use my local Walgreens because I love when I go through the line and then like Mr. Matson, you have ten dollars off. Like great, you know it really likes free stuff, you know. But I really think that at a lot we're always doing research of our current members. And to see you know, what what are people doing today? So we actually um, we work with with payments. So from the our latest report is that we've got some really interesting data. A public survey was done to understand cardholder habits across the, the credit card industry. The survey found that reliance on credit cards is still very strong today. In fact, over thirty three percent of consumers said they increased their card spending over the past six months. And that's kind of more. That's kind of what I alluded to earlier. That you know, you I was reading an article on CNBC yesterday morning that how balances have just really, really skyrocketed and, and, and will continue to do so. So I think, you know, those that are that are impacted by the rising prices of inflation over the next few years, you know, have noted that they are definitely using their credit cards more and more and more. And so, you know, what's what's really cool too is that of the people that were surveyed, 15% of these cardholders said they are actually using the credit card because of those rewards that I mentioned. You know, so at the end of the day, as I kind of step back and, and listen and think about things, what does it mean for credit unions? Well, I think it's important for you know our members to have access to a credit card program that best you know fits their lifestyle. Whether it's you know as I mentioned, a secured card for certain people, it could be you know a rewards card. It's one of those things where we really try to provide you know 
the credit union's members a complete array of different products. That's why we say we offer 14 products because it may be that, you know, depending on what that member needs, we really try to fit them into the right, quote unquote, using air quotes here, like the right bucket as, as far as what card would, would be best for them as a consumer. Wow. Well, it's so interesting. And I love hearing more about how that that good credit card program can really not only enhance maybe the members' experience of the credit union, but also be a really positive uh, piece of the portfolio and the offerings that credit unions have. I'd like to ask you to... This is a question I was really looking forward to. Alon's got a charitable giving initiative. Can you tell me more about that? I know it has such great impact and I would love to hear the story there. Sure. We are just so proud of our charitable giving program. And it's such a great opportunity for us as you know, Alon to work with our partners in, you know, in different ways and support their communities. As of today, we've given over $1.1 million since the program launched just last year. But more importantly than, than the money is that we've volunteered over 100 hours alongside our partners too. And you know, we've been on social media posting those things. It's so, it's so very awesome. I'll use that word. It's very, very awesome. And we're so grateful for the work that our partners do to help their members and, and the communities. And so um, there's something very near and dear to our heart here in Elan. Uh, we're always uh, throughout the year, definitely, they gave us a, a day off work just to go volunteer. And we actually, last week, my entire team here at Elan, we actually met in Minneapolis for a, an offsite team meeting, which was wonderful. But we actually worked with the Greater Twin Cities uh, United Way last Wednesday afternoon to do an event with them. And uh, it was very, very meaningful and, and impactful. So yeah, we understand that you know it's just more than credit cards here. It's about the about the members and communities. So we're very, very proud of of our charitable giving program, and and we're going to continue to do that going into the future. That is so cool. Well, as we look to the future, you know, the world is changing around us really rapidly. What would you say is the focus at Elan for the road ahead? I really think that, you know, since we've been in business since 1968, so we're 50 years, you know, we're continuing to, you know, evolve our products, technology, our programs. I really think our focus is that, you know, things, you know, to your point, are, are constantly changing. So we have to keep up with things. Like for, for instance, our, our rewards program, before the pandemic, I would say our rewards were more focused like on travel, you know, and things like that. And now a lot of people aren't traveling as much as they used to. So it's now we, we've shifted. So now a couple of our cards, you, know, you get a 5% cash back or now members actually can choose to like, you know, I want to cash in tonight for some Chick-fil-A that I'm getting ready to buy, you know, <laughs> for dinner for my family. So we really try to make it more focused on kind of the cash and the, the ability to purchase things versus travel. So you constantly, you know, I, I know we use, like to use the word pivot anymore, but no, pivoting is very important and we're constantly doing that within our card, credit card program. That is amazing. Well, I love hearing more about the the work and the focus for Elan and, and the road ahead. It is so cool to have an industry partner like Elan that offers so much value for credit unions and a lot of uh, charitable giving as well. Sounds like such a perfect fit for, for our industry. Toby, as we wrap up the show, I always like to have fun with a couple of rapid fire questions to let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. I'm especially excited. You've got such a credit union background. This will be fun. We'll say the questions are rapid, but your answers don't have to be. So if you are ready, I will dive in. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Number one, who is somebody in your life that was a great leader and what makes them so great? I would say definitely Paul Mercer, who's the president of the Ohio Credit Union League. Many people listening to this will, will know Paul. 
And, you know, Paul has been with the Oddcarding League for, gosh, 30 plus years. And I started working there back in the late 90s. And Paul was a president when I started. And I, I just knew, I mean, my gut knew, like, I was so impressed with his leadership style. You know, Lauren, he's that type of individual you get to work for. You know, I, I, get to, I was getting to work early and staying late. And he really treats everyone with dignity and respect. And he really wants to see people thrive both personally and professionally. And I would say he does all those little things that make a great leader even greater. He's so knowledgeable about the art industry as well as the overall financial landscape. He encourages his people to take risks and empowers them to make those tough decisions. And one thing about Paul I've always admired is his public speaking skills. And so many credits that I've talked to feel the same way. Whether he's talking you know, to me individually, one-on-one, or to a group of 500 people, he's so confident, but at the same time, he's so humble when he speaks. And it, to me, it's very something I, I admire very much. And you know, I'll tell a very quick story. So when I first started with the Accrediting uh, League, I was taking some, some graduate classes. So I asked Paul, I had to interview someone that I, with a leadership style that I liked. So once again, kind of go back to my previous point, I, I could tell right away that, that Paul was a wonderful leader. So I asked him if I could interview him. And so actually, versus an interview, he actually took me out to lunch. Here I was about probably I don't know, 30, 45 days into my new job. We went out. I'll never forget. I mean, now with a cell phone, you can tape everything. I literally had an old-fashioned tape recorder that I pulled out like I was a detective on a 1970s you know, uh, <laughs> TV show. We were there for almost two hours. We we're talking about credit unions, the industry, life, You know what he expected of me as a new employee. You know, and, and Lauren, he didn't need to do that for a new employee, but at this day, I'm so thankful that he did. And, you know, as I reflect back, you know, as, as you know, you asked that question, I mean, he, to me, is the definition of a true leader, a servant leader that to me, he, you know, he leads by example and he gets the most out of the people that he works with each and every day. I've always considered Paul to be a mentor. And, and now as you know, I've, I've worked, you know, I've not worked there many, many years, but a great friend. And I just want to say thank you, Paul. If he's listening, thank you, Paul. I appreciate everything that, you know, you helped me you know, kind of mold, help mold my credit union career. So thank you. Well, we will link to uh, Paul's LinkedIn page in the show notes here. So if anybody doesn't know Paul, you'll be able to find him pretty easily here. But such a cool story, Toby. Thank you so much for sharing. All right, question number two for you. If you're going to splurge on something, you want to treat yourself, what is something you might invest a little bit in, whether that's time or, or resources? It would be resources. It would be new golf clubs. So as a lot of us here in the credit union world, you know, there's, there used to be back in the kind of before the the Great Recession of 08, 09, there, used to, there was, you know, golf outings all the time. But now in, in all seriousness, I do love to play golf. I've not been able to do it as much as I have wanted to over the last 15, 20 years. But my golf clubs are old. And so I, I need I need some new ones. So my goal is in, in 2024, that'd be one of my resolutions is, is to buy new golf clubs as well as take lessons. So I mean, you're never too old to, to take lessons because that's how I improve. But my golf game definitely needs some help. But I'd, I'd like to be able to play some more next year. So yeah, uh, golf clubs is something I, I wouldn't want to treat myself with heading into 2024. I love it. All right. A random question for you. If you travel for work and lots of us do, what city are you most excited to visit, whether that's a client visit or going to a conference? Hmm, that's a good one. I will say too, and actually I'm getting ready to go to a conference here in a few weeks, but I'm actually, uh, that's in Nashville, Tennessee. And for selfish reasons, I love going to Nashville because I have three children. Two of my older children are in Nashville. And so one is out of college, one is in college. So for me, I'm able to go work, see, you know, see colleagues as well as get to see them, take them out for a meal and catch up on life, which is very, very exciting. Plus, I, I love Nashville. I'm a, a huge music fan. 
And so going to Nashville, just there's a great vibe there. And with all the different music, it, it's very, very exciting. That's That would be one. Two would be Chicago. You know, growing up in the Midwest, I love Chicago. I've got a lot of friends from, from college that live there. But you're traveling, you know, there I've been there many, many times throughout my career. I love food. I love to eat. I eat a lot throughout the day. So um, I love Chicago-style beef. I love their pizza. So for me, Chicago is you know, great for work, but also the food is great. To get to see great friends is also very important to me. So. <laughs> Amazing. Well, lots of credit union events, I think, in Nashville this year coming up. So that'll be exciting for you for sure. That is a great city. I like it. Chicago is a fun one too. All right. What is a book you think just everybody should read? I would say Tuesday with Maury's by Mitch Album. I love all of Mitch Album's books. Um, I think that, you know, this, this book's been out, you know, for quite a while and actually was made into a popular movie, but I think it's one of those books that's always stuck with me. That's kind of, you know, you know, a lot of times just to kind of decompress from life, I'll, I will read non-financial world things just to kind of get my brain uh, refocused. But I really think, you know, that book and it's, you know, true story. It's, it's really about the meaning of life and how we learn about things from people and the experiences that we share, which to me is very, very important. I've always taught my children, like, hey, it's, it's not it's not what you know, it, it's who you know. I mean, both are really important, but just all the people that, that, I've, that I've met throughout my career and traveling, and I'm just to me, it's very, very important. And I think, you know, topics, and I took some notes here on, on, you know, when I was reading this book, but topics about family, relationships, work, community, forgiveness, aging, and even death were all discussed in that book. So I think that, you know, it kind of... I think with our our life, we get so busy day to day. So a book like that kind of like makes you go, whoa, you kind of stop and really kind of smell the roses, they say, and really puts things in perspective, like what's really important to you. And I really think that is, it is a must read for everyone if you've not read it yet. I love that. Well, we are going to link to that book here. So anybody who is interested can click on that right from the show notes. Toby, what has been your best hack for creating maybe balance and let's say integration between your work life and what I always call your life life? (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, I've worked from my home for many years. So even before the pandemic, so I have definite routines (laughs) that help keep me focused. So quite often throughout the day, you know, if in between meetings, I listen to a lot of music, as I mentioned earlier, but I also a lot of, I, I'm a huge sports fan. You know, I'll listen to sports radio, but really to kind of keep me in my zone, like if I need to like really focus on something or type that important email, I will shut that all off. I need complete silence. And so, you know, I think that working from home is very interesting because I'd have people before the pandemic say, I don't know how you do it. You know, I'd, I put a load of laundry and I got my oil change, you know, and, and I think that now that ever, so many people work from home, I'd love to hear how people are dealing with it. And I've read a lot of you know articles, people say, hey, I want to go back to the office. I, I miss I miss talking to coworkers. I miss going to lunch with them. But I think, you know, that that's one thing I've always been very disciplined in, in my work routine, you know, working from home. Also, I think that I try not to take work home with me, although I work from home. I, yeah, it sounds funny. I know, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure like all of us, I'm very guilty, you know, working sometimes in late at night or early in the morning, but as I'm a task oriented person, Lauren, I really, you know, completing a task helps like helps me kind of you know, balance my brain. Uh, uh, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where I know like, Oh, that can wait till tomorrow. But like, so I can sleep better at night. Like I, I'll you know, just get things off my plate as they say, but I think, you know, finding like that balance is really it's on kind of everyone's own shoulders and whatever, like, you know, you can do like some people like to play golf or go run. And I think that now, like, you know, with, you know, 24 seven, you know, access to everything, it's hard, it's hard really to unplug. And so, you know, as I manage a, a team of people and even for myself, I always say, Hey, every few months, 
take a couple days off. Literally, you know, go recharge the batteries, they say, because it's a work is very important, but also today for me, like mental health is very important and taking care of your body and your brain is very, very important. So, you know, please go leave for a few days, go have fun with your family and friends, and then, you know, come back, refresh and be able to, to attack work again. So I think taking a break from work is crazy. That sounds we all, we all need to do that. So. I think that is just excellent advice. Toby, we're going to link to everything we talked about today in the show notes. Like I said, lots of shout outs here. But my last question for you before we wrap up is, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share or final asks of our listeners today? No, I just really appreciate your time. You know, and Alana, I really feel like I'll, I'll give my kind of my last sales pitch. You know, we really are. I said, we're a very humble company. Uh, we provide such great services to members. I mean, whether it's our program support, card member support, our product suite, you know, we, we really provide a, a great overall program to the credit unions out there. And I think that, you know, at the end of the day, just being able to be back, you know, and in person at so many events and things of that nature. I know we were talking earlier, but it's so cool. I get to go to, to GAC next year to see a lot of my credit union friends. I wasn't able to go this year. So just kind of being back in person, and then those types of things are very, very important. I know as credit unions, we, we love to be in person. So I hope to, those listening, I hope to see you at GAC next year. But you know, Lauren, thank you so much for having me, you know, hearing more about Elon, hearing about my lack of not being able to play basketball professionally, but I've gotten over it after <laughs> three years. And, and I'm just, you know, I am so thankful wrapping up to all the people that I've known throughout my career, especially in the credit union world. It's, it's been such a great career for me. I really love what credit unions are doing, you know, day in and day out to help serve members. It's very, very important in, in our in our community and in our entire world. So thank you so much, Lauren. I really appreciate it. Well, what a perfect way to wrap up. Thank you so much, Toby, for uh, taking the time to be on the show today. I hope to see you at GAC and get a chance to catch up. We're going to link to everything, including some contact information for Toby and his team here in the show notes in case folks would like to reach out to Alan to learn a little bit more. Toby, I hope you stay well. And thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning into the CU Insight Network podcast. And we will be back again next time.